This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, March 1st, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. Financial regulatory reform is in the pipeline, and new credit card regulations have just gone into effect. Mark Calabria, Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, looks at the motivation, content, and consequences of these reform efforts. Well, we're seeing a variety of changes driven both by legislation that was signed by the president in May and which is only now going into effect uh, in terms of being implemented by the Federal Reserve. But we're also seeing changes from the credit card industry on one hand reacting to that legislation but also reacting to changes in the marketplace. Uh, I am sure I am not alone in noticing a significant drop-off in the number of uh, credit card offers I get mailed. Uh, and that happens to be happening to all of us. Part of this is a pullback uh, to reflect increase in credit risk because of the economy, but also part of this is to reflect what uh, the lack of ability now that the credit card companies have to price risk under the new legislation. So the diversity of rates is going to shrink or just shift upward in general? Both. You're going to see an upward shift. I mean, we've already seen over the last uh, year or so almost two percentage point increase in what average credit card rates are. And that's compared to when we've seen overall rates in the economy come down. So there's been a repricing of risk. There's also a degree to which many of the changes in the law lengthen the amount of time that credit card companies have to go through. For instance, even if a credit card company wanted to raise your rates under the new law, it now has to tell you 45 days in advance. So you've lengthened that cycle. Uh, and you know, there's a lot you could do in 45 days. There's a lot you could charge up in that time. So because of that, credit card companies now have the incentive to raise rates even higher because they know that it'll take them longer to do so. So they need to offset that cost to a degree. Uh, and we're already seeing that. The other part of it is preemptive uh, restrictions and pullback of credit. Uh, and this takes can take a variety of forms. Uh, you know, if you haven't used your credit card for a number of years, if you have an extra one, I mean, some people carry several credit cards. So for instance, if you have one you haven't used in a number of years, often you're getting notices that that's being canceled unless you actually do use it. Uh, many people are seeing that a, a lowering in their uh, limit on what they can charge your credit on. And so some of this is to clearly kind of control risk that's out in the economy now. Uh, but the other part of it is to try to price it a little better. Uh, it was easier for the credit cards uh, to offer you a lot of credit when they thought they could accurately price you for it. The president's larger regulatory reform plan, he talks about creating an agency whose sole purpose would be to uh, protect consumers. It seems at least a little troubling to me, uh, if only because that agency seems to have no other purpose at all. That is the desire to protect consumers from, uh, even if they're if it's a good faith attempt, there's no uh, nothing they have to really balance that goal against. And that's a real problem. With it. I mean, there, there are a variety of problems. Maybe the foremost uh, pro- problem with is the implied assumption behind the agency that markets don't protect consumers. You know, I myself have always thought that the best friend of the consumer is a competitive marketplace. You know, the, the president's assumption has rejected that and, and said that you need to have regulators there. And on the area of uh, bank financial product, consumer protection, there usually is a balancing. My own opinion would be that uh, the regulators messed up that balance as it is. We've gotten 160-some bank failures and trillions of dollars in assistance. But usually there's a balancing between we want to make sure that banks are healthy, that banks are competitive, that banks aren't taking risky products. But a lot of consumer protection would probably undermine the profitability of banks. But also a great deal of it also pushes 
banks to make lending uh, in ways that are unsustainable. Things like the Community Reinvestment Act also fall under the rubric of consumer protection. But putting this into a separate agency would clearly eliminate that moment where the regulators could decide on that trade-off and say, well, rather than pushing this, we need to make sure that the system is safe and sound. The White House in this uh, this two-sheet sort of uh, explanation of, of what they hope to achieve with the uh, regulatory reform, uh, just one quote here jumps out at me. Problems in mortgage markets affected millions of American families in cities and towns across the country. They're talking about uh, trying to protect people who are participating in the mortgage market, well, by attempting to maintain uh, home prices that there are a lot of people who would love to be in the mortgage market who are uh, still unable to to do so. I mean, a lot, I think it's worth reflecting that a lot of this um, derives from what I would say is just a complete misinterpretation of the crisis and also a misinterpretation of what the problem was. The reflection of this is that uh, you know if the consumer agency also is sort of built on a belief that credit was too expensive, you know, rather than credit was too cheap and therefore fueled a housing bubble and a few and a few uh, a housing boom. So while there was certainly some fraud and some credit lending going on, that's not what caused the crisis. Quite the opposite. Uh, credit was too easy. Uh, people were not putting equity in the homes, and you had a bubble. And in many ways, what this new agency would do would to double down on that. You would actually increase the chance of bubbles, partly because financial regulations that protect a consumer differ very differently than your standard product regulation. I mean, the president loves to use this example of the you know exploding toaster. Well, when the Consumer Product Safety Commission thinks something is unsafe, they ban it. Uh, unfortunately, under the framework of most of our consumer protection laws and finance, it really works sort of a, a gamble. It's sort of, here, you take this loan, and if the asset underlying that loan appreciates, you're happy. You walk away because you know, you've made money on your house or whatever you're trying to flip and sell. If, however, you lose money on it, you sue. So if you set up a situation like we have where you know, heads I win, tails I sue – what is the downside for the consumer? I mean, clearly, if you told people if they went to Vegas and if they lost, they could sue the house, you would probably have more gambling. And ultimately, that's one of the problems in our housing markets, in our financial markets, is we actually protect consumers from the downside of their gambling. Uh, and unsurprisingly, we therefore end up with more speculation, more gambling. And I don't think that speculation is necessarily a bad thing. If the speculator suffers the loss, now if the speculator can place the loss off to somebody else, whether it's the taxpayer or whether it's the bank, uh, then you're actually going to end up with more volatility and more speculation. Yeah, the president doesn't talk very much about unscrupulous consumers. I, and you know, I, I think that that uh, that's a major flaw. I mean, once again, I, I would say the president doesn't see the bubble when boom is the problem. He sees the bust as the problem. Uh, and that's why you've seen a lot of efforts uh, by the administration and by Congress to essentially try to blow air back up into the housing bubble. Uh, we needed a correction in the housing market because it was overheated, because we were spending way too much money uh, building houses. I think everybody except for maybe a few home builders would look back and say, maybe we built too much housing. Maybe we sold too much housing. Uh, but instead, the, the president's perspective and the perspective of Congress really seems to be you know, let's get this bubble going again. You know, uh, you double down on spike in the punch bowl and we'll have another party. It doesn't really allow the adjustments to go place. And it really sort of denies uh, any sort of perspective on consumers being responsible for their own actions. 
Mark Calabria is Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute. Cato Audio is now available as a monthly audio download. You can subscribe at audible.com and cato.org.